As men get older, it's important that we get regular physicals and are screened for prostate cancer. In light of the new prostate screening guidelines, it's a great time to have on Dr. James Siegert. He's a board-certified urological surgeon who chooses to practice at Franciscan Health Olympia Fields, where he's the urology residency program director and chairman of the Department of Surgery. This is the Franciscan Health Doc Pod. I'm Scott Webb. Doctor, really appreciate your time today. Let's talk about the new prostate cancer screening guidelines. What do they mean for people? The area of prostate cancer screening has been a somewhat controversial and confusing one for patients and practitioners alike, but the newer guidelines uh, provide a new level of evidence and guidance as far as who should be screened and when they should start screening. Yeah, so let's go through that, Doctor. Who should be screened? The ideal person to be screened is the person that understands what the test involves, the test being PSA, which stands for prostate-specific antigen, uh, and also the person that may carry some risk factors. And so the risk factors for prostate cancer are uh, advancing in age, uh, typically above the age of 55, as well as uh, the risk factors of African-American ethnicity and a family history involving a dad or brother uh, of prostate cancer. And you mentioned age in there, but when exactly should people begin to be screened? Typically, the greatest benefit with screening that's been shown in multiple uh, trials and is endorsed by most guidelines is between the age of 55 to 70, uh, provided that the person is in reasonably good health and understands some of the limitations associated with screening. But we do move up uh, screening to as early as age 40, uh, according to some guidelines, including the American Neurologic Association, in men who have risk factors such as African-American ethnicity or family history. So let's talk about some of the disparities in the U.S. uh, when it comes to the population and prostate cancer, especially with African-Americans. So prostate cancer is the most common cancer diagnosed in men in the United States with an estimated 200,000 men that will be diagnosed in 2020 alone. There's fortunately a wide gap between the men that are diagnosed and men that die of prostate cancer with an estimated 30,000 men that die of prostate cancer every year. But prostate cancer, as common as it is, affects about one in nine men in the United States. Uh, That risk is nearly doubled uh, to about one in five if you're of African-American ethnicity or if you've had a family history of prostate cancer. That risk goes up, especially uh, amongst those with a family history of prostate cancer in which the relative was diagnosed at a very early age uh, or late stage. And doctor, do we know why African-Americans are at greater risk? No, we do know that the tumor biology or the disease itself behaves much more aggressively uh, and that even controlling stage for stage uh, in diagnosing men uh, of African-American and and non-African-American ethnicities, African-Americans are twice as likely to be diagnosed with and also twice as likely to die of prostate cancer. So there's something on both a genetic, molecular, and, and biologic basis that says disease tends to behave much, much more aggressively. And doctor, we're going to talk about MRIs in a bit, but how do you typically screen for prostate cancer? So prostate cancer screening is generally done with a physical exam, which is a digital rectal exam. And what we're assessing for is the size of the prostate, as well as areas of firmness of the prostate that may indicate a cancer. Typically, the prostate feels like the tip of your nose. Um, if it feels very firm like your cheekbone, that's obviously concerning for cancer. But the mainstay of screening is a PSA blood test, again, which stands for prostate-specific antigen. And it's testing a protein uh, that is made within the prostate and excreted by the prostate uh, that at high levels may indicate an increased risk of prostate cancer. So let's talk about MRIs. What's their role in detecting prostate cancer? So good question. The role of prostate MRI as a 
a detection tool or as a screening tool is, is still being defined on a seemingly daily basis. The primary use of MRI within prostate cancer detection is within men that have already been diagnosed with prostate cancer in the United States as part of active surveillance in which they're opting to forego treatment in favor of closely watching their disease. And this is one of the tools that we use. The secondary use of MRI is in a man who has a high index of suspicion, such as a a rising PSA after a previously negative biopsy, a family history uh, of prostate cancer, in which uh, we use the MRI to tell us if uh, there is any areas of concern, uh, that concern being a more aggressive form of prostate cancer, that we can then target. Um, Where the future role of MRI is yet to be defined uh, at least in this country, is in a screening population to largely replace PSA screening. Uh, there are some centers and some patients up to undergo that, uh, in that the MRI is better able to detect areas of greater concern for prostate cancer than just simply PSA alone. So, doctors, we get close to wrapping up here today. Anything else you want to tell people about uh, screening for prostate cancer, who, when, how, all that good stuff? Yeah, so I think the key thing is, is is PSA testing is something that every man should talk to his primary care physician about. But realizing there are some limitations that PSA testing is not a binary test or a black and white positive or negative test. It's much like blood pressure. And the higher the blood pressure, the higher the risk of developing a heart attack or stroke in your lifetime. The higher the PSA, the higher the risk of developing prostate cancer, especially the more aggressive type. But realize that there is no PSA test above which we would say that you have prostate cancer or below which you're safe from ever developing prostate cancer. But also realize that generally in the case of PSA testing, it best suits those who are at risk, those who have a family history, those of of an African-American ethnicity, and those with a reasonably long life expectancy, generally at least 10 years, given the generally slow-growing nature of prostate cancer. So I would encourage every man um, above the age of 40 or certainly with those at risk who haven't been tested to have an informed discussion with his primary care doctor on the risks and benefits and alternatives of uh, screen testing. And that's where this typically starts, right, with our primaries? Yeah, I mean, most men generally don't present to a urologist uh, or an oncologist for prostate cancer screening. Uh, They present to the urologist after they've been told their PSA number is high. Uh, But generally, most screening, whether it be colonoscopy for colon cancer, mammography for breast cancer, or chest x-rays or chest CTs for lung cancer in the United States is ordered and and performed by the primary care. Um, So I would encourage all men to speak to their primary care doctor about this. Yeah, and I know that during the pandemic, the telehealth and virtual visits have become very popular. So if people aren't comfortable going in to see their primaries, maybe they can get the ball rolling, get the conversation started about prostate cancer by doing a virtual visit. Yeah, and this discussion, that's exactly right, this discussion of prostate cancer risk and risk screening can largely be entirely done remotely or virtually. Uh, There's really no in-person exam that's necessary. There's no qualifications beyond uh, what I had mentioned, above a certain age or certain risk factors present and and a desire to be screened. And so this suits itself very well uh, for screening with just a simple blood test that could be done in any lab. Yeah, and as you said, doctor, we have to know our risk factors, want to be screened, reach out to our primaries, and so on. Doctor, thanks so much for your time and expertise today, and you stay well. You too. Thanks so much. For more information on the new cancer screening guidelines, visit franciscanhealth.org slash cancer care. And we hope you found this podcast to be helpful and informative. This is the Franciscan Health Doc Pod. I'm Scott Webb. Thanks for listening.